Everyone has a unique gift, and Mike, the creator of the One Life Podcast, believes most people don't know how to use their gifts or what they are. Mike wants you to see things from a different perspective and be true to yourself. The One Life Podcast unites the world through art, fashion, music, and film. It inspires, motivates, and creates positive energy, love, and compassion to all communities and creates an equal playing field for all. On the One Life Podcast, they cover topics like building relationships, overcoming adversity, habits of healthy people, and much, much more. We only have one life to live. Be yourself and live your truth. Add the One Life Podcast to your playlist. That's the number one in e-life. Available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, and your favorite podcast What's up, y'all? Welcome to, welcome to the One Life Podcast. I am Mikey Mussey Reed, and as always, I got my lovely co-host, Tanya Rencon, in the building with us, where we're going to talk about positive psychology while taking care of our well-being and telling your story, because everyone has an amazing story. You never know what word or story could just give someone that thought or could do to their lives. Today's episode is sponsored by the Eric Garcia You Are Enough Foundation and Eminem Homemade Crafts. And in the studio today, we have Mr. Mike Modell from Alchemy Row, formerly Rubens, and Aries Entertainment. How are you guys doing? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. Yeah, you look a little nervous. I am a little I'm nervous. Not sure why. You're it's just okay. picking on him. It's okay. I pick on everybody. He doesn't actually look nervous to me. He doesn't? No, nah, I wouldn't I, have known. He's a little red right he plays now. Kinda, uh, I'm always a little red. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your shade. That's a different kind of <laughs> that that's a different shade? joke. <laughs> I'm always burned, no matter what. That's my, my skin tone. <laughs> How you doing, Miss uh, Tanya? First of all, can we say congratulations to Miss Tanya Rencon because she has successfully completed an eight-month course of applied positive psychology. What do you mean just me? What about you? What? Congratulations I'm, to you, well, too. thank you. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm congratulating oh, okay, you, okay. and then you congratulate me. See, I me. told you he was going to switch it to him, like, <laughs> hey, somehow. Hey, congratulations to you yeah, both. That's thank awesome. You, thank That's you. awesome. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm so super excited. Me, too. Mm-hmm. I'm so, like, ready. Ready for yeah, what? Yeah, I had, like, a super long conversation today with um, uh, the PTA president, and um, we're just, like, really excited to, to do stuff and Get in the community with kids. And you got big plans for stuff. your cap. You know, you can put yeah. cap on the back of your name now. I know. I put it on my calendar. I'm like, update my signature. <laughs> <laughs> my to-do list. <laughs> so what's going on with you? Did you say, oh, you didn't celebrate with me last night. Um, Where were we celebrating? Where did you guys celebrate at? I said she did not. Where did you celebrate yeah. at? Because oh. you were not at Alchemy Row. I'm just saying. I was there. I like, left. It's not always about you, Mike. Oh. <laughs> I was hoping it was. What time did you leave? I, I left at one. I tried to leave okay. earlier than that. But um, so it was a weird night. People left. And the same group of people that left, they ended up coming back. And when they came back, I was trying to leave. And they're like, are you really leaving? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm upset at you guys. You guys took off on me. Well, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, one, I was, I, was, I was at Alchemy Row Wednesday night. I know. Late. I know. Knowing that I had class the next morning, an all-day class, because we still had to complete an eight-hour class yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I was there late at Alchemy Row. I am proud of you. Thank you. For being there. It's Thank the best you. place ever. Well, one well, until one? Well, yeah, it was something like that. That's and early for you. I, think I, t- <laughs> I was there on Wednesday night. Till you, oh, um, well, you did. Yeah, Because yeah, I texted you and, you and you came. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. I did show up. 
Yeah, you did show up. You showed up at work? Yeah. He showed up at work. Well, I have two works. <laughs> and so I was out getting equipment. And I was like, all right, I'm going to stop by. You know what? The, the great thing I love about um, hanging out at, at Alchemy, and, and I'm, I'm going to say this because the one thing I love about your, your spot, uh, and everybody talks about this, is it's, a, it's what we talk about um, in our class and something that we learn. It's a psychological safety space. And what I mean by that is, there's never no drama. Like, everybody has their drama, right? Yeah. But Alchemy Row, I can truly say there's so less drama. Like, there's not, like, when you go to clubs and stuff where you got all the fighting and all the stupid stuff and people judging you. Here, it don't matter what you are, what color you are, what you believe in. Everybody likes each other. Yeah, it's it is It's a cool that. vibe. It's like that old TV show, Cheers. Yeah. Everybody knows your name. Everybody yeah. has fun. It's like a little family. And we do have we do have a little bit of drama. But to be honest with you, when you go other places, like you do, you worry about the elements, right. fights, whatever, whatever that may be. And um, there it's weird. I want to, I don't know, have any wood in here to knock on, mm-hmm. but <laughs> so I'll just do this. But oh, I don't even chair. have to really have like security. No, you, you know? don't. We all keep it safe. Exactly. And there's a group of us that do it. And it's like you said, it's a family thing. We all look out after yeah. each other. Yeah. But like there I, is obviously um, alcohol yeah, involved. Yeah, I mean, so so people go outside and they start fighting. Yeah, a little extra. Not not necessarily always fist fights. Most mostly it's arguments. It's just dumb arguments. Mm-hmm. So stupid. It's stupid, so stupid. arguments. But right. but for the most part, it is such a cool vibe. It is. And I really do I'm really proud of that because it did start to change to that towards the end of Rubens as well. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a time where it wasn't like that, mm. where we had to have somebody securely mm-hmm. keep the place safe. I don't like that. I'll be honest with you. I don't if, when I walk up to a place, and, and there's a place I, and I'm not going to name it, but they literally have so much security, and they, they pat you down, make you empty your pockets before you even walk in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, if you guys have this much security and stuff, why? I don't feel safe in there. Yeah. Like, obviously, something went down that extreme that yeah. you guys got to do mm. this. I always, I always wonder why. And it's, to me... I know this sounds weird, but tailoring your location to the type of entertainment is really actually a big part of it. And mm-hmm. I think the type of entertainment we always have there is just like, I hate to say it, but we're like a goofy bunch. It is. We're, nobody yeah. wants to cause fights and nothing like that. People just want to go in and have fun. Whereas if you go somewhere else where they have like club type of vibes, you'll get that type of group that they're amped up. Mm-hmm. They're young. They're, they're young. They're, yeah. they're ready to go do, you I know, mean, dance party. People. But you, but you know what? There is. And, and, and like, for instance, and, and I'm good friends with, um, Don Sal's, um, um, uh, what's his name? Oh shit. Mm-hmm, that guy. You're talking about He's the owner really of Don Sal's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I work Chris. with him. Chris. I'm yeah, sorry, I work Chris. With him. I, work I know with Chris. Him for a while. Yeah, Chris. Chris is, like, I like going to Don Sal's. And he has the younger crowd, the club. But I love his security because they eliminate, like, they, they're on top of things. When yeah. they see any type of argument, they shut it down yeah. immediately. And that's kind of how I am, too. Anybody who's willing to, like, really fight inside my establishment I, a lot of times, I'll give somebody a chance, but it's just a very, very short rope. Right. And I'm like, okay, so here's the thing. I try to talk to you and stop you from getting in this fight, whatever, and you still got into it, right? Okay, so now don't come here for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you do come back, if something ever happens again, you'll never be allowed back in my establishment. And the reason why I do that is because people that are willing to do that in your location, they will always do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They take mm-hmm. that advantage always. So, you don't want to really tailor to someone like that. Even if it's a good customer, someone who comes and spends a lot, whatever, it doesn't matter. As soon as you're willing to fight in my establishment, which I consider my home, 
right. my room. You're fighting at my house. Right. Um, and you got to respect when you're yeah. in someone else's house. You got to respect it. That's right. Yeah, I mean, That's I've right. been there a few times and never seen any drama. Well, I haven't seen a fight yet. Like I said, it's very yeah. minimal. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like I said, it's, it's mostly dumb arguments. Yeah. Like, you really don't even see. Like, I think something happened um, last week. I was like, did something happen? Like, you don't even really pay attention yeah. to it because it's yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah, even, even Wednesday night, something happened after hours yeah. outside. I, mean, I was like, I don't even want to know. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool vibes though, and yeah. you know, I'm from Orange County, so that's basically like you know everything that I. I was gonna make a comment. What about that. I know, I saw your face, but <laughs> what about it? I'm not good going. What? No, no, it's beach ahead, vibes ahead, there. You're on. fine. It's what's it's, up? It's, it's done. I can't explain. Okay. The, the comment. So, um, <laughs> but it 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 is a much more like like you said, like you're, you're more accepted and it's like mellow laid back. Like everyone's super nice. So my cousin came, um, Oh, couple, I like her. Yeah. A couple of weeks awesome. ago. Yeah. Mel. Yeah. Melly. Yeah, I like so her. Melly. She's Melly. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Melly's super cool. And so, so anyways, anyways. <laughs> wait a minute. So let's get back. Let's get, we, no, I wasn't even to, done yet. I will tell you an orange County story. Go ahead. I was talking about Melly and how she came okay. to the bar. That sounded really right. weird. How and she came. She, to the bar. Wow. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> and, um, you know, she just really liked it. She really liked awesome. the vibe. And she was love like, that. this is so cool. Everybody's so. And look, she wanted to leave like, the moment she got there. I was like, no, just chill. Why? I was like, give it some time. She was like. Yeah, she wanted to go dancing. And I was like, no, nah, that's just chill. Oh, yeah, that's right. She wanted to go dancing. Remember okay, we I were talking some, to you. I, and I turned and on he some put some music. music on. And she was like, okay, he's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And um, she was just like, I just really like the vibe, and everyone is so nice. It's so different than Orange County, and everybody was just really welcoming. Uh, you know why, right? Why? Because you just said it, Orange County. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna bash. You know Orange nothing County. about Orange <laughs> County, anyways. So <laughs> I like Orange but, County. You know, I like yeah. Orange County. Yeah. It's just different vibes. It's, it, it's, it's is. Cool. It, is. it was cool. It's we had not, fun. But it's we had a good time. Orange County is, has nothing on L.A. County. I'm just saying. When it comes to partying and nightlife, I'm just saying. Well, yeah. Yeah, true, for sure. But yeah. it's different, though. It's a, yeah. It's a Orange County yeah. has the beach next to it. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's all pretty. There's other stuff going on. So, mm-hmm. it's Anyways. just different. So, can we talk about um, <clears throat> Mr. Mike Modell? What do we need to talk about? I need to know your story. I want to know... One, how did how and why did you um, acquire Alchemy Row now, formerly Rubens? So, okay, so you know I have an entertainment company. Yes. And um, when I first started it, it was a promotional event planning business. So we did big what, shows. What, Aries? Yeah. Okay. We promoted clubs. Okay. We did big shows. In L.A.? Yeah. Well, actually, some in L.A., but even down here. There was oh. clubs down here at the time that I was promoting. That's kind of how I started. Okay. And um, there was two clubs specifically. We did, like, band shows and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I, uh, my dad owned a karaoke company from the time mm-hmm. I was, like, 8 till I was 19. I took a couple-year break from doing it and went to school, got a degree, and I was like, I'm going to do something with this degree right away. So I started business. What was the degree in? Uh, business administration. Oh, business. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So... I started the business not thinking it would turn into what it is. And six months in, I was like, you know what? I'm, my money's going like roller coaster. I'm like sometimes breaking even on gigs, sometimes making, sometimes losing. That's how it was going. So I was like, I'm going to supplement my income, and I'm going to start. I'm going to go get a setup, and I'm going to do karaoke gigs on the side just to have extra cash coming in. So 
I, I go to my dad. I'm like, hey, I'm going to revamp our setup, take all of our music, rip it to a hard drive. Because back in the day, it was discs mm-hmm. when my dad had it. I still have 90,000 discs of karaoke That's music oh, wow. in a shed somewhere. And I'm like, I took like, I think, three weeks to rip all the music to a hard drive because this is the beginning mm-hmm. era. And uh, so I did that. And word got out real quick that a model was doing karaoke shows. So the owner of Ruben's, came to my very first karaoke gig that I had first started and he was like pining. He, he, he heard Modell. He thought it might be my dad. He shows up. I'm there a few minutes later. My dad shows up too and he hears we're going to do it. So he starts trying to get me to do karaoke at his place. Uh, lo and behold, he talked me into it. That's contract. Number one, it's the first gig I ever got doing starting the karaoke side of Aries entertainment. Okay. And so that was in 2006. So been there 16, 17 years, whatever it is. And they start talking about closing the business down. And I'm like, I can't let this place close. I just can't. So I, a few months before they closed, I start pining to try to grab it. I had no idea I'd be able to make it happen. And I somehow made it happen. And that's really all she wrote. Really. But, okay. So, but I mean, but, but you worked at Rubens. Yes, I did. So, I mean, how did, how did that, how did that all come about? So... Ruben, the original Ruben, actually Ruben hired me to do karaoke. Within a year and a half, I meet my now best friend, Jack, and he's acquiring the bar. So he buys Ruben's, and for eight years, we, when I say I did everything in that bar, I did everything. I did all of his entertainment. I worked the kitchen. I I started working the bar. And we made Ruben's one of the hottest bars in town for a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, Schooners closed down, and we capitalized off the close down. We went out and got all kinds of people to come to this place. So back in the day, if you'd go to Ruben's, people were hanging out the doors. I mean, it was packed every night. And I'd like to say that that was because my best friend, he came to me when he bought it and said, hey, how do we make this place hot? And I said, okay, well, follow me for six months. And he did. He went to all the places that I promoted, all the clubs at the time, everything that I promoted, he did. And so what he did is he attached himself to me. So for a while, he we got known as, Mike and Jack for a mm-hmm. while. If, if you saw one of us, you saw we were together. Yeah. So we did that for about a year and got the, the bar busy. And in that, I started doing all these different jobs. So, you know, about, I want to say about 10 years into Aries, I was like, you know, I need to own my own place. So the dream came alive from that moment. Like, I need to do what I'm doing for myself because I'm doing it for all these other owners. You know what I mean? Right. So... There had been three times total that I almost bought Rubens, but this time it, it it's weird with business how things when they're gonna when they're meant to happen they're just gonna happen, right. and that's what happened with this one. When Jack sold it, I almost bought it then, but I was scared something bad happened. His business started to kind of tank, and I didn't think I could save it. So when the new owners bought it from Jack, the they hired a manager who had been there with me the entire time, and she was like, "Let's do the same thing." And I was like, I don't know if we can save it. And we did. We turned Rubens around and it got busy again. So I was like, man, I should have bought it then. And this time I was like, I'm not letting it pass. Right. I'm just going to jump on it. You know, I'm older. I've been in business for a long time. I think I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I think. You think? Yeah. I think you're doing all right. Yeah. I, I'm doing okay. I think you're doing all right. But I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of things I did not know. And it is scary. It is a very scary endeavor. And people are like, why you seem to, you know, be doing well? No. There's so much to it. There's so many, right. so many moving parts that I didn't know on so many levels 
if this was going to happen. And I still wake up with that thought. Pro- I still go to sleep with that thought process. Am I going to wake up tomorrow and they're going to tell me I can't do this? You know, because there's all these little pieces behind right. the scenes that yeah. people don't know. Don't you know? Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that, uh, I mean, well, I think you're doing great. Um, I think uh, the community in itself is happy that you, you kept that place alive. I think that place is a landmark. I, I think so too. Everybody knows it. Everybody, like I said, it reminds me of Cheers. Yeah. So well, I, and it's I'm, been there for forty years. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm glad you you stepped up to the plate and you yeah you took ownership of it. And I think a lot of people in the community appreciate it too. And I think that's what's working. Like like how we was talking off air. It's the location. People love the location and yeah. and the bar itself. Yeah. And with that, when, when you have a, a community um, behind something like that. It's not that difficult to keep the doors open. Yeah, I I, and I think, I think the things that we've always said that it needed, we attacked those first without even thinking about it. Mm. And that's what's really changed the location. Like, um, you know, they always said that that place could have been good for food, being in that catty corner right. spot with Northrop Lockheed right there. Um, and, but nobody really tried to develop it because people don't know this, but the food industry, like the profit margin is very low. Yeah. So it's not meant to make a lot. It doesn't just, it's hard to make a lot of money mm. off of the food side of the business. And if you look into this, you'll, anybody will tell you, especially in California, but really in the U S the restaurant bar business is the hardest business in our nation for 100%. a reason. Mm-hmm. And it is because there's a million SKUs keeping your profitability on all those things is hard. It really is hard. And so the restaurant side, I think the other owners were scared to do it. Mm. Whereas in I've, I've jumped on it, you know, we're on DoorDash. The food quality has gotten 10 times better. And yeah, I've heard that. Your be- really believe it or good. not, that's, it keeps people. So even if I break even on yeah. the food, at least I got people there, you know, right. being patrons of the, of, of what we're doing. You know I've mean? heard that your food's really good though. It, it, it is, is good. I yeah. no, it is for, for, for a dive bar. Food is great. The last few months of Rubens, I wouldn't even eat there because of it was the quality of food they were getting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that it was bad or anything. It just it just wasn't it wasn't restaurant quality as far as I'm concerned. And that's the big change is we yeah. went restaurant quality. No, and it is good. A lot of people I actually see more people eating there every day I go there. Like everybody seems to have like got food. Yeah. But I, you never really saw yeah. that. Yeah. I'll tell you what got me the most. <laughs> um, somebody yesterday, a random person, was like, dude, I don't know what it is, but your guys' wings are my favorite wings in town. I was like, okay. And I was like, really? They're like, yeah, better. It used to be coaches. And I think this is better than coaches. And I was like, that's a statement. Like mm-hmm. that to me, that's, I don't know if, it, if we're yeah. that good, but I, I thought that was nice to hear. When's that. the last time you tried your wings? I, I eat them all the time. Yeah. I, I, I got a time. very specific type of rub yeah. and it's Ooh. my favorite rub of all time. And I think yeah, selling that side of it, yeah. like people are like, dude, I'm coming here for now. On for I got to get some wings. I had some wings last night. Did you? Yeah. Um, from uh, Elena was eating some and I had some of hers. Mm. Oh, at, oh, at Rubens. Oh, really? I mean, uh, sorry, Alcamiro. 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 Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're good. And people don't know we have a lot of different flavors, but they're all really good. The wings. The you know, we still say Rubens, right? I, I know you listen, don't like it, but it's my first. It's my first. No, it's my first contract, right? I still say Rubens. Really? I know, and you still wear the damn jacket because you had the jacket sweater. yesterday. I can't, I can't help it. I can't that's help it. Hilarious. But I don't. I don't think that's a bad thing. No, because as long as people know it, yeah, right. Like mm. I, I like when people say the row now, but I think because it's been there for forty years, I think people yeah. are always going to say Rubens. Yeah, yeah. You know? and and the thing is, uh, I knew it before it was Rubens. It was called Bose before that. 
And, um, but Rubens, it stayed Rubens for so long. It's yeah. hard not to say it's it. It's hard not yeah. to say it. And people ask me all the time, why did you change the name? Unfortunately, I had to because mm. of the status of the corporation. But I probably would have kept it if I didn't have to. Yeah. However, I am really happy that I changed it. And when it. did you, I'm sorry, we didn't mention that, right? When what? did you take I, over? I... I got I was I was given the opportunity on July 11th as far as I knew I was going to oh, get it. Wow. But so it yeah, took it's me super new. It took me yeah. 39 days yeah. to renovate. So super we didn't new. open we didn't open until the 29th of August. Yeah. yeah. And and you know and it's crazy cuz when when I heard you was renovating um two things one when you when I heard you were changing the name and renovating and I was like those are two bad ideas. Because one is a dive bar, right? Yeah. But I was like and I didn't know what you was going to do. But I think you did the right amount of renovation and still kept the dive bar. I agree. You know what I mean? And, and we're not all the way done, but either way, the biggest deal was that it doesn't matter if you're dive bar or not, the bar still needs to be clean. If you're right. eating out of there or drinking, yeah. like it needs to feel clean. Right. And yeah. I think the biggest thing was when, um, and again, I might not have done this had what happened if it didn't happen the way it did. Right. In other words, when I came in to make the deal happen, I didn't know I could make it happen, but the I, once I got the agreement in place, and then I talked to the owner, and he was he agreed to sell it to me. He had already ripped so many things off the wall, so now I'm seeing what the walls look like, right. and it, that place probably hadn't been cleaned in 30 years. I'm just right. saying, not correctly. No, and so cleaning it, painting it, um, mm. making it smell better. Those are all yeah. things that no, had to happen. No, and, and yeah. but that's what I'm saying. That's why I love the fact that, that you did that. But you still kept the, I guess, the um, old school bar, the old yeah. school like neighborhood bar. Like yeah, the, like yeah. you still kept that, and yeah. that's I think was what was important. Yeah, yeah. You know well, I mean? and, and I like it's a little bit of an older building, so it was yeah. easier easier to do yeah. easier to do. But <laughs> we didn't we that. didn't change the bar yet, which I say yet because eventually I have to. You got to make it a little bigger. So people can dance on There are it. certain things I can't. She wants I can't. to do. There are certain coyote. things I cannot do. Um, I would love to. Trust me. I have. I've. Mm. I've gone to sleep and dreamt about what I would do to the bar if there was no. Well, you would have to get rid of that beam. If there was nothing I could. Mm. If there was nothing I couldn't do, there's things I would do, and even they could be done. But mm. you know, there's uh, there's other things to it. I would. It would cost a lot. Uh, yeah, mm. you got my really. It would cost it down. a lot of money because if if I could, I would change. The bathroom situation right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we've already put a new bathroom in, but the second bathroom would have gotten done too. Mm-hmm. But I can't really move it mm-hmm. without doing major renovations. You're talking yeah. about you know yeah. hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars. Yeah. I probably won't do that. Um, I mean, at that point, you might as well just tear the whole thing down and rebuild. Yeah, but I like the bones of it though. That's the problem. So I right. think you could do things off of it. Um, it would just take a lot of money, and it's not. I mean, not to tell, it's not my building. Mm-hmm. If I own the land at some point. Mm-hmm. These are things I would probably do, right. but um, not for a long time. But hopefully in the next 10 years, it'll be mine. That's my plan. So let's go back a little bit. Um, one, I want to say um, Aries Entertainment is yep. very successful out here. And yes. I want to shout out all your KJ. I don't, I don't, I don't want to shout all of them out by name, but like I like, uh, I know most of your KJs. Yeah. And they're incredible. Just because I'm a K- karaoke <laughs> Junkie, junkie yeah like um and and i love all your kjs yeah like they're they're amazing yeah they make you feel welcome i mean they all i got lucky i got lucky with some yeah. some good ones but yeah. i've had some bad ones too which i bet i got uh, some funny stories but the ones that i know i got some um, funny stories the ones that i know like i, I love them all like, yeah they're all good they're all cool people they're all good in fact everybody that's working for me currently has been with me a long time 
You know, you know, who, who, <laughs> I don't want to say my favorite, but the one um, that I didn't like when I first met <laughs> Bama. Okay. When I first met Bama, yeah. I looked at it and I was like, but it was it was like a, a a vibe where I was like, that's a cool motherfucker. But like I wouldn't have never like if he if I would have met Bama somewhere else, I probably like wouldn't even paid attention to yeah. him or be like that's someone I can see like doing something. Mm-hmm. What's funny? It's funny how Bama became a KJ, actually. And funny enough is how long I've known Bama mm-hmm. and all the different Bamas I've gotten because of when I first met Bama, I was um, I was actually funny enough training to fight. I don't know if you know this, but. I've trained right. over a decade, but um, I was actually competing when I met Bama and I was on a poster in one of the bars that we did karaoke for. It was called the office. It's now happy hours. Mm-hmm. Um, we did karaoke there. Bama shows up with this group that are into like plays. So they did a lot of that type of music and Bama's in the group. Mm. And there was this really weird guy in the bar. We had, that I had to drag out at some point. But what happened, what started was the guy grabbed Bama's junk on the dance floor. Oh, wow. And so he kind of flipped <clears throat> out. And he, the guy had already kind of started problems. So the bar, the bartender, because they sponsored me, he always looked at me as like, Mike, can you help me out? Because there was no mm-hmm. security. So I, I dragged this guy outside to the middle of the street. And uh, that's literally how I met Bama. And Bama was just fresh. I think he was actually still in the military when I met him working on Edwards. And uh, so he was fresh military, like all clean cut. Mm-hmm. And so you see him now. It's right. just funny. He's like, everybody I know that goes to the military, when they get out, they do this. They like grow their hair out, grow a beard because they can. And that's Bama. Like, it's just funny. Like when I first met him, how different he is. You know what I mean? I love his personality. He's, he's a such a, yeah, he's such a good dude. I mean, he's funny. He's fun. Like, especially on the, on the microphone. Like, yeah. He's very entertaining. Yeah. He, and he, he really is. He's so anyways, back to him becoming the KJ the pandemic hits. Uh, my business goes out the window with the pandemic. And I didn't know at first I thought it was going to be short, but then once I realized it was going to be longer, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to come back from this. So now we reopen. Right. And Ruben's always kind of, they did karaoke. I had a couple of hosts that did it. They shut down for a little while. And then when they, when Ruben's came back, since that was my only contract, I did the karaoke. I was like, I'm not going to hire a host for right. no work. I'm just going to come do it. So I was doing it for a while. And one day I was tired and I didn't feel like doing it. And I was joking around with Bama. I was like, Bama, uh, you know, he high-fived me. And I was like, I always say, anybody who high-fives me, I'm like, tag, you're it. That means you're in. Right. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah, you're it. And then he grabbed the mic and started hosting. And it was a joke at first. But then we were like, he's actually no he's actually kind of fit for it. He, right. I, we've always thought he would be a good personality for yeah. it. I just didn't know he would want to do it. And that's it. That's it. He started oh, doing oh. all the shows in the pandemic. And then when we came back and some of the KJs came back, he had um, dropped a couple of the night of his nights. But for a while, he was doing it every freaking night, oh. you know? So It fits him. So do you it do does. it every night? You yeah, have, seven, okay. seven nights a week, 18 oh. locations. Wow. Yeah, I have about, um, I have 11, 11 to 15 employees. I say that because 11 of them are all the time. And then there's like five, four or five that I will call if I'm in a pinch. Mm. You know what I mean? So... But yeah, we wow, do we, we do anywhere from thirty to forty gigs a week just in karaoke. But just in Animal Valley or LA? Too? Um, we've done we 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 do a little bit out, but most of it's out here. We do some in Lake Hughes. Oh, cool! Yeah, that's but awesome. I've done it all over though, all the way to Apple Valley, all the way to LA. So, what's your guys like most 
events? What is it at bars? Is it at like yeah? It's mostly weddings. It's, it's mostly no? dive bars, but it's well, dive bars weddings. and it's dive bars and restaurant. Yeah, bars. that sounds like a, like a good idea. Karaoke for a wedding, like after party. We do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most people at weddings don't want like drunk singers, so yeah. they don't want to open up karaoke. But what they'll yeah. do is they'll last like thirty minutes yeah, of right? a reception. Yeah. They'll get let people sing a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it like that. But That's cool. karaoke at a wedding could be really right. bad, really quick. <laughs> it can be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to answer your question, we do it mostly at you know bars and oh, okay. restaurant bars. Really, yeah. is the most for the most part. And, and I got to yeah. shout out Latifa because she's one of my favorites. Um, Latifa is amazing. She used to uh, do a segment with me on here on the show when yeah. I first started. But she's awesome. Oh, yeah, Latifa. She could sing. She really can. Fucking Latifa can she, sing. She could do everything, though. She can act, sing. Yeah. She could do it all. She's she's awesome. And and, and I was surprised. And, and I know you always own the karaoke um, entertainment as part of it. But the first time I heard you sing was like a few weeks ago. I didn't know you know how to sing. Yeah, that's, I didn't know I, you know how to I was, sing. I was like, I no, don't know how you. I didn't know you no missed. Way. He did. Ed, you did Ed Sheeran. Um, thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. No way. I was like, this motherfucker killed it. I was like, the fuck. So all this time you never heard him. <laughs> I never heard him time. sing. How often yeah. do you sing? Um, so I go in and out of it. There's times where you know, like I said, when I first started. Right. I first start when we first started doing karaoke. The reason why people followed us is because of me and my dad singing. In fact, um, the Drifters. We've done shows like that where we sing the breaks and stuff like that. So I've been singing a long time. But um, my, you should hear my dad sing. My dad is incredible. Mm. Like he's uh, probably the best. Never heard him he's probably the best male singer out here, especially in his heyday. Wow. Like wow. he is so good, and he's a old school good. You know, mm. like that. Like he sings better than Elvis type of good. That wow. is you know awesome. what I mean? So. Um, that's kind of where we get it from, but um, I would sing. I would say, especially in the beginning of me starting the business, I sang seven days a week, and then that fluctuates. Like yeah. I start getting burned out a little bit, mm -hmm. so I'll take some breaks. That's probably why he's never heard me sing. Well, no, I, I've never heard you sing because before you took over uh, Rubens, now Alchemy, um, I hung out at Rubens every now and then. Yeah, so I wasn't there as much as I am now. That's true, and I will always be at Zelda's or somewhere mm -hmm. else. Where he had his setup, but he would never like he would just set up and leave for the right. for the host. Right. So that's why I never heard him sing. It right. wasn't until I started hanging out at Alchemy that I was like, oh shit, yeah, because because he jumps on every now and then. Yeah. And now it's like so now when he sings, it's like I'm not going after him. No, like, don't put me after him. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> he goes, he's like lover boy. He goes, he sit, puts a chair down. You know, got all the girls like all around oh, him. <laughs> <laughs> so when does your dad come out ever? He does. He comes out Sundays. Yeah, but I does. never seen him We're sing on a, stop Sunday. By on a Sunday. He comes Sunday. He, but does he still sing? Yeah, he's part of that Sunday seven to eleven. He's not what he used to be, but he's still so good. He's still so good. He's, he I, didn't sing a uh, couple of Sundays ago when I was there. He didn't sing. He might not have. Been. Oh well, maybe I came late. Yeah, he maybe he I goes he goes seven to about nine ten. Okay, yeah. the him, whole time? Huh? The whole time? What do you mean? No. No, like, that's how long he's just so there. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, no. yeah, he'll come out yeah. Sundays. Sundays we used to do a karaoke spot called Mossman's, and there's an older group that used to follow my dad. And he would, my dad, out of all the karaoke hosts we've ever had, he's had the deepest following. Right. But when you go there, you'll laugh because when I say deepest following, there's like 60, 60, 60 plus older people. So he mm -hmm. had my older crowd for a long time. We do Mayflower Gardens. We do, and that group was younger at some point you right. know and then they've just gotten older <laughs> and older but so we always it's so funny when we would do mossman's yeah. it would be that age group and it would be all the people that love to sing from that group and they follow dad 
They follow him too. So wherever he he was at. Um, But um, that same group now comes to Alchemy Sundays for 7 to 11 because KJ Chris, uh, who does Sunday 7 to 11, that was my dad's, not protege, but he would work just for my dad. Mm -hmm. And then when my dad retired, I took him on and said, okay, well, why don't you start doing your own shows? Um, so he worked with just dad. So he's got that group. That little group follows right. him. So, but cool. see, so yeah, funny. but see, our group, people that I hang around mm-hmm. at Alchemy, yeah, we don't get there till like 11. Yeah, because you guys are the late night group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we the late night group. Like, we, yeah. we shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I was somebody from your little group. I was, I was laughing. I was telling them that I'm tired of being there, that I'm tired of being your guys' nightcap. Wherever you guys go, wherever you guys go beforehand right. and show up at like literally 11 to 2 a.m. Some of the people in his group will show up at 2 a.m. Mm. And I have one. No, it's Diana. Diana no, it's, specifically. It's, it's Diana and Chris. I, was good. I wasn't going to They're say known that. for oh, that. So names, Look, so we, we'd be at places and they'd be like, all right, come on, we got to go to Rubens. <laughs> or, I'm like, I'm really? <laughs> I'm like, really? So you just know that I'm going to let you sit here a little bit past exactly. two. So you come here. At the, I'm your end. I'm your yeah. end. That's not right. But no, but no, that's, that's actually a compliment. Yeah, it is and it is because we go business no, wise. It's no, rude. No, think about it. There's a lot of places that shut down early out here. Yeah. So we, we try to support everybody. So we try to, you know, go places like last night. I was somewhere last night because I wanted to celebrate. She was with me, but then she went home. She's a little Debbie Downer. But then I had, I was on my way to Alchemy. Yeah. And then um, I think I, uh, I called Angelo. And um, I was like, hey, where I love you at? Angelo. Yeah. I was like, hey, where you at? And he was like, man, I'm just leaving Woodland Hills. I'm on my way. So then I was like, and I, I tried to call Dan, and she didn't, reach, uh, she didn't return my call last night for whatever reason. <laughs> um, so I couldn't get a hold of nobody. And so I was passing my street, and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going home because I got to get up in the morning. So you, so, just, you just gave up on I, me. I just gave you up. quit. I did not I quit. quit on me. You quit Mike. on me last night. Yeah. I'm going to be there tonight, Mike. All right. Okay. Mike, Good. I graduated yesterday, so. Congratulations. I, I, need, I need one of those shots. I'm happy for you guys. That's awesome. <laughs> I got you. I know you do, You know what's man. so funny? Speaking of Angelo, too, I have an idea for you and Angelo for an event, which Ooh. we'll talk about. We'll talk about. An event? Yeah. Something that I'm going to do on a regular basis at Alchemy. Oh. It's going gonna, it's gonna to involve you, too. Oh, okay, cool. That's fun. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> I want to talk about, I want to go back. I want to go back to your childhood, because um, everybody has a story, and I, wa- I want to know your childhood story, because I want to know... Like, it seems like you've, you've always had entrepreneurship in your blood, yeah. right? But like all of us, we've all went, been through some type of um, adversities, right? So I want to know, one, that, and I want to know, um, like, where, where did you get it from? Because from your stories, it sounds like you got it, your entrepreneurship from your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, definitely. It's funny because of uh, talking about Aries Entertainment it made me think of a story with my dad. I was 15, 16. I'd already been working with him almost eight years. And I said, what, hey, prior to 1680? So I started doing karaoke with dad at seven. Oh, eight. okay. Wow. So I would go, you know, tote gear around, whatever. And um, that role became more and more significant. My, div- my dad developed something that had not been done with karaoke. Back in the day, you just wrote on a slip and you handed it in and just relied on the KJ to do it. Well, he was like, I want to be the first karaoke company to, to have a server. Well, we're serving up karaoke. You're going to go to that person's table and... You're going to have a pen and paper, and you're going to write down what they want. You're going to make them feel comfortable. They don't even have to get up. Whatever, you know, make sure you're always constantly rotating this list. 
And I think that's, that style of karaoke is what made us popular to begin with. And plus, you know, you, my dad sang really good. So he had mm. a big following of people mm. that would come out just to listen to him sing. In fact, we have tapes of him doing Elvis shows, all kinds of stuff. That's pretty cool. But um, anyways, So that's why your KJs come up to me while I'm just chilling somewhere. Yes. Hey, Mike, you doing another song? What's your, yeah, song? What's your because next song? What's your next song? That's how they're supposed to do it. Right. We, we've done, there's some people that have gone away with it, and they realize now I hate it. I don't right. like the clipboard thing. I like them to come to your table. I like them to serve you. You're, it's, it's about you. It's not about them. Right. And some of our KJs get to that point where they're a little bit prima donna, right. like a little mm-hmm. bit. It's about them too much, uh, about their show too much. Whereas in, we always have preached that when we get too many singers, you take yourself off the list. Your job is to host and run a good show for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. It's not for you, you know. So, anyways, we, we start working. We were working together eight years or so, and I t- and I like it. I love singing. Even back then, I was awful. I would I would break windows. <laughs> it was so bad. No. And I so I told my dad at fifteen, sixteen, I was like, Hey, do you think I could do this as a job, main job? And my dad's like, Nah, this is a side thing. Mm. You know, my dad always did it on Fridays and Saturdays from the time I was eight till I was nineteen. <clears throat> And uh, I remember that conversation. And, you know, fast forward, I did turn it into a business. Didn't think it would happen like that. Like, people were like, this is all you do? I'm like, this is all I do. Seven days a week, multiple shows. Um, That was the trick. You can't just do one show for five nights and make really a good enough living Mm -hmm. for for me, to have a family and do all those Mm -hmm. things. So I uh, that's why it's funny looking back at it now. that I turned this into that, not purposely, right, right. but um, yeah, it's just it's just funny that we were able to do that. Uh, so, but your dad did it. You said one night a week, but he probably had a he, a, he did it Fridays thing. and Saturdays from the time I was eight till I was nineteen. He always wow. my dad worked seven days a week, my probably my whole life, six days, seven days, you know. Yeah. Um, but he always did Fridays and Saturdays, and that's all he thought he could do it. He didn't think we could make it happen on yeah. the weekdays, and that's but, what, but did he do it as a business? Yeah, his his, his business, wasn't a side. His business was called Mo Entertainment. And then, but then he had another thing that he was doing. The he worked days. in North, he worked in Northrop. Oh, okay, okay. yeah. So yeah. he had a he had his regular job, and then okay. he, did, okay. he did this. This was yeah. his side thing. But he, yeah. I've he never met be, anybody who loves to sing more than my Aww. dad. He that, he just loves that's it. So, so awesome. that's how he that's how that he kind of started. Awesome. Yeah. I, I think I, I went that. away from it. What was the original question here? Like how you no, got into it? Well, no, how you got into it? Um, I, Entrepreneurship. Uh, yeah. Entre- how you got? Yeah, and, and it kind of you just explained it. Um, it was always in you. Your dad did it. Um, but I guess I want to know. My next question was, uh, what type of adversities, you know, have you gone through um, just owning a business and you know having to deal with you know employees? I know that's not easy. It, I mean, you know what? It's the hardest part about it. Yeah. And um, funny enough, it. I did go through a lot of adversity, obviously the pandemic shutting down all, all kinds of different stuff, but, um, starting the business, it's funny. I sat on it, which people don't understand what that means. It means I started the business and I went through the growing pains of not making a lot of money. Right. And I just kept going. I kept, I stayed on it. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest, that's the hardest thing that people don't understand with business. Sometimes you just have to sit on the business to to let it grow. Yeah. It's not always about how much you can push it because you could push it to a point and then you will peak out no matter what right. you do. So sitting on it for a long time, it's really kind of funny enough, which got me through the hardest parts. You know, I always have hustled. So that means on those times where I'm not making money, that means I'm doing something else. I worked on airplanes for a while. I uh, ran other businesses like Rubens. I, at some point that was my in, main income bartending and just running right. that, that business because of, you know, Aries was slow rolling. Um, 
But, but you, you, just, see, you sat on it because yeah. you believed in it. Yeah, and, and it always, you, you it always and don't get me wrong, it always made money. Right. I just mean how much it made, how right. much it produced. Right. Where it's at today, it was not there 2006, 2007, 2008. 2009, something happened, and all of a sudden I just grew. And it was just because I'd been around for a while. I established myself, consistency, right. and the professionalism behind karaoke. A lot of times you get KJs that, you know, they like to drink or whatever, and they just, mm-hmm. it's a fun thing. Like I said, it's a side thing. They don't make it their main thing. So I think that's the other reason why I got through some of those moments. Some of those hard moments is that I was always professional. You know, I always had a team behind me no matter what. It didn't matter right. how much that took or how much I didn't make off it. I just sat on it for long enough to, for it to grow, you know? And, and I think that's where a lot of people, um, that's where they fail like at business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even like when I had um, Refi, <clears throat> Refi Snacks uh, on the show a couple of weeks ago, um, and we talked about that because he said he went to the seminar and some called guy. Called him. Huh? I called him. Oh, I, I wish I would have. Yeah, um, I to get him in there. Yeah, uh, but he, he went to a seminar, and some guy, some big business guy told him, you know, hey, it takes about three to five years to um, really get established in any business, right? Yeah. But he was like, but your first year, you can't count because your first year is you learning. And then from there, now you have something measurable. Now from the second, you start from you counting from your second year. That first year is just all learning. Yeah, like that that shit don't count. And funny <laughs> enough, it's funny. I recruit so much debt the first year that right. I opened the business. Like, wow. I I I was telling somebody this. I don't know when, but the other day, like when I started the company, mm-hmm. I was going through a rough time in life. Um, I was newly divorced, and I I got married young, and it was it, we we ended up just mm-hmm. realizing we're better friends, whatever. But it was it was rough. There was some cheating and all that stuff. So. That first, that first six months, I used Aries to party. And I, I admit that. Like, I know, I was like, at some point, people were like, oh, how's your business doing? I was like, ah, this isn't even real. This <laughs> isn't, I, I'm not even going to make money out of this. This is fake. And then the six-month mark, all of a sudden, the business became a real business, real profitable. And something that somebody told me, like, when I was going to school, there was only a couple things that I remember. People always think that school, like, you're just going to hold all this information Ninety percent of school is commitment, so you're yeah. you're going to commit to what the idea of it, and then after you're done with school, you have that validity. Hey, I committed to this idea. I'm 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 going this route with my life, right? So something that I, the two things I remember most is one is how to borrow money when you own a business, and how much to. I don't know why I remember that. I just did. And second was that all businesses make money, but it's all about what you do with that business right. of how much you're going to make. But they all make money. They all can make money. And I just stuck with that person. I stuck with that thought process the entire way through. And at the six month mark, when I saw it, I was like, oh, I can make money doing this. And this could be my main life. And I I worked at Northrop. And at the six month mark, I had matched my income at Northrop and I I left. And people were like, you left Northrop. You left this good career like job, which Mm -hmm. where I was at Northrop wasn't necessarily that. But I see why they say that. It could have been that. That was that I would have been at Northrop for twenty years wow. this year. And I'm like, but it's the best thing I've ever done. And people are like, that's crazy to them. It's crazy. But I'm my own boss. I create my own time and I created my own thing. And I created an income for not just me, but so many others. Yeah. So many others. It, it, and it makes me what? feel good. Yeah, it makes you happy. Yeah. Like, you're passionate about it. Yeah, and I I hated working at Northrop. People are like, you did? I was like, it was like, for me, it was like kind of like monkey work. It was the same thing every day, and I'm just not that that 
it doesn't vibe with my personality. So it was probably like your mentality, but also like your passion that really kept you going. Yeah. And like I was saying with the whole divorce thing, right? Mm-hmm. I felt trapped there. It felt like a prison. Yeah. And I think I, uh, like you used in hindsight, an I'm like, I could have kept that. It could have been a source of retirement yeah. to this day. Right. Yeah. But back then I remember feeling trapped and I had to, like, I was going to move. I was going to leave. I, I felt like my life had, you know, tanked, Yeah. you know? So Aries pulled me out of that. It really did. But so, I mean, think about this for a minute. Cause, and this were, again, part of where most people fail, right? So earlier, earlier you said, as a kid, you asked your dad, can I make a living off of this? He said, no, it's just a side thing, right? Yeah. But most parents do that to us. Like when we kids, we all dream about stuff, right? So yeah. obviously that was a dream of yours. And that's why like, I, t- I try to tell kids nowadays, hey, if you have a dream, keep dreaming. And don't tell nobody, especially your parents, because they're going to tell you you can't do it. Um, and that's not a bad thing because our parents are supposed to protect us, right? Right. But when you're a kid, you're supposed to take those dreams. So for you, you asked your dad, like, hey, can I do it for a living? So that has always been in you, right? Yeah. You finally realize as an adult, like, if I'm just patient with this and keep, and keep doing it, be consistent with yeah. it. And now look. Your dream came true yeah. because yeah. you didn't give up on that dream. You kept yeah. that dream. Most pe- most adults have dreams and they never follow through with it. Yeah. And with that too, it's like you got to be careful, like who you you ask, and it yeah. probably didn't help that you know you you weren't asking somebody that was already like doing it already. Yeah. Like I mean, and so it's when you ask that person that gave you that that advice with. And you stuck with it, like that mentality, and that yeah. actually did help. But somebody that maybe hadn't seen it, they were like, yeah, I don't think so, because they, ha- right. they weren't, you know? So, yeah, you got to be careful. Like, ask somebody that knows. What's weird about advice from your parents, mm-hmm. too. So, like, my dad gave me, he said, nah, I think it's more of a side thing. Right. I think that was just, is that was his extent of where he could dream with it. Right. right. Because of my dad's super anal retentive, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term, mm-hmm. and he doesn't he he couldn't hire somebody else mm-hmm. to do what we do. He to this day will come to my show, adjust my sound, and still give me <laughs> shit. And I've been doing this thirty some odd <laughs> yeah. years. He'll still mm-hmm. do it. So you right. should you can imagine what he says about right. my host. He hates right. it. It drives him nuts. You know. Yeah. So he's not meant to do it. Yeah, you we're know? all different. Right. But no, we are different. Yeah. But as parents, though, we give our kids advice based on. The amount of Our work, it's, no, yeah. this is the funny thing. This is the biggest thing that people don't realize that we give advice based on the amount of work it's going to, something's mm-hmm. going to take. Right. Like we don't want our kids to have to work hard to yeah. make a living and be comfortable. Right. It's weird. And but what people don't understand is anything that's worth it yeah. is extremely hard and right. takes a lot of work and a lot of persistence. Yeah. And yeah. people, I mean, especially your own people, business. I remember people getting mad at me mm-hmm. at one point, um, Aries was running so well that all my gigs were ran, and I'm sitting at home playing video games, doing nothing, yeah. making money. Yeah. And it would drive these people that go to work every day at 5 yeah. in the morning, like my brother, my parents, my dad at the time, it would drive him nuts. He couldn't understand. He was like, "How? Like you don't do anything. <laughs> and I'm like, but I did something. Yeah. Right. You don't understand. I You're worked. like, you didn't just see like last You see that, but what week, you don't see is that month? the first year, right. I worked seven days year. a week, two jobs. I'd get up at exactly. three o'clock in the morning, go to work, yeah. and I would just be getting done with work. Yeah. I would literally, there are so many days I can tell you that when I was first starting mm-hmm. the business, I would promote till three or four in the morning because after parties, whatever. Right. Get home, get in the shower, get ready, and go to Northrop. Right. I did that for six months straight. Yeah. And people don't see all that. I'm... I'm looking for the payoff mm-hmm. down here 
where I can sit home and make a little bit of money sometimes. Yeah. But you always have to insert yourself. Yeah. But see, that's always. the sacrifice that I try to tell people. Like when you start in a business, there's so much sacrifice. Yeah. Like a lot of people, and, and, and this is, again, part of a lot of small businesses where they fail is like they all want their own business because they don't want to do the nine five. But then they try to do that whole work life balance thing. And there's no such thing as a fucking work life balance. It's gonna be sacrifice. It's gonna be oh damn, I gotta I gotta I gotta do this over here so I can support my dream. Yeah. And it may take five years. It may take ten years. But I gotta do this hustle so I can have income in yep. that to support my dream until it can support itself. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, same thing with alchemy, right? right. People people think I bought this bar. Oh, you're rich. Right. No, no, I'm poorer now than I've ever been. And I, and I say that honestly, <laughs> and I want people to know this, because I put so much in. I'm not, see, not going to see a return on this and you, for three right. years. Exactly. But that's the thing. I see that in three years, mm-hmm. then I will be like, right. okay, this is, now I have two businesses that are going to be profitable. Right. People see so, all the people at the bar and all the drinks going on. Everybody know bars make a lot of money, right? But they don't understand where that money is going. Well, then that's, that's, that's <laughs> the thing is that the real true profit margin on right. anything is, especially for a restaurant, is if you look up the largest chains in the world, BJ's, all those places, right? How much would you think they profit off their food? How much do how much you yeah. think? I, you know what? Honestly, I don't know, but I will tell you this because I got a good friend of mine who her husband is a general manager for one of mm-hmm. the biggest restaurants in, in uh, Burbank, and um, he told me this, and I didn't even know this. He told me people don't realize that when you start a restaurant, it takes about $35,000 on waste just to get the menu right. Right. $35,000 so, on waste. So the, so the true number is 8 to 10%. Right. It's a really wow. low number. So yeah. the reason why people are like, well, why does BJ's, why do those places do it? Well, they do it on volume. Yeah. They make their money off of volume, but their profit margin is still only 10%. Uh, why do all those restaurants have bars in them? That's mm-hmm. why. Because yeah. bar business, the profit margin is 50% right. plus. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to make their, their money off of booze too. Yeah. So that's, that's why I try to tell people this, this business is hard. I, the business that I have right now is doing well, but I'm, I'm not going to see nothing out of it, not for a long time. Right. And that's why they're like, well, why do you back your bartending? That's why. Yeah. That's why yeah, I, yeah. I have yeah. to make money <laughs> because I'm going to go under. If yeah. I don't, I have to eat up some of this payroll no. for right. a while. In three right. years, hopefully, I'm not back there anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. No, right. And I and I teased you one night. I was I like, know. why do I need to tip him when he's the owner? Like, that's, that's like double <laughs> you tipping. You, but no, you know how many people have said that? Okay, so I bartended. I bartended. My wife, she worked at the bar and had got really sick, had to have a major surgery, and I took over. That was three years ago now. Mm. So I've been bartending her. She worked two or three nights a week. I bartended her three nights the last three years, plus ran the business, right? And I, I find it funny that before I bought the bar, I used to get, you know, tipped great. But some of my friends, some of my favorite people in the world are like, dude, you own this place. I'm not tipping you. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm poor. I'm, I was making more money then. Right. I was like, please tip me at least for a little while, you know, give but me a it's, dollar. Damn. It's, it's fun. It's funny how that is. But, um, that's the cool thing about being an entrepreneur though, too, is that you, you do get to see mm. at the end of the day, you get to see what your work actually does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, um, I think that's why and the, in the long run, I think I'm going to be successful because it's how, because of how hard I actually do work. And people don't see that. I, I work seven days a week. I have for three and a half years. Um, my wife doesn't work a lot because of sickness and stuff. And now she's even starting to hit back in because she has that same ethics. Mm-hmm. 
she wants us to do so well that she's willing to take her take risks on her body just to be there so we can eat up some of that cost. And she's a, she's a hard worker too. So we, we have that mentality. And I think that's what's going to make us win. A lot of people buy a business thinking they can just mm-hmm. sit back. And that's oh, yeah. that's a mistake. That's that's kind of the mistake of the uh, former former Ruben's owner is that he right. he let other people run it. And th- mm-hmm. that bar can't afford it. It's, it's a little bar. It can't yeah. afford a manager. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Not until we're really rolling, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll be in there. All day, every day. That's it, you know. And I am. Part of it. It's part of the sacrifice. It really is, and you do. You do. People. Uh, the you thing love about it. that's the thing I about being an entrepreneur. It. It's taxing in a different way. Yeah. People are like, yeah. You know, I get up to nine to five. I know so many entrepreneurs who would yeah. love to go back to that nine to five because of they're used to it. They're used to the repetition of it. Whereas in with a business, sometimes you are going to work every day. Like, I swear to you, I have not taken a vacation in five years, six years, like, because. You know what? The busy days, the days right. you want to go vacation on, mm-hmm. those are my work days. Yeah. Work days. I, can't, I can't change that. But you know? people think entrepreneurship, and, and, and part of this is true. Yeah, owning your own business and being an entrepreneur, you have the freedom to do what you want, right? Yeah. We all had the freedom to get up, go to work when we want, take the days off we want. But when we do that, like especially like in my business, if, if I decide to sleep into noon, right? right? Yeah, I could do that, but I'm not making no money. Right. Yes. When you grow your business and scale your business at a certain point, maybe it's five years, 10 years down the road, then I can hire somebody to take over and I can sit back and now and really enjoy it. You can delegate people, a little bit. Yeah. Right. People don't realize, though, those first three to five years is you putting in the work. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can take the day off. But yeah. then I'm not going to make no money. And don't get me wrong. I'm not doing it all. I mean, I do have a great crew, but like I said, I, it's limited of what I can right. do with it right now. And th- even they have a hard time understanding that part. The part is, is like, you know, I, I can't, I can't um, necessarily afford a manager or afford to delegate work. Like people always ask me, they can see I'm burnt out. They can see I'm t- like, you look tired today. I'm like, I know I am. Why are you here? Have somebody do this. I'm like, I can't yet. I can't. So I'm trapped in it a little bit, but eventually I will get out of it and the hard work will pay off. And I, and I think people <clears> like <throat> you there. Because That's you you too. you create that great atmosphere. You create yeah. that great customer service. Because I mean, I'm be honest with you. As much as I love like all, all your staff, like they, yeah. they're all amazing. But when I walk in, the first thing I do, I look for you because yeah. he 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 makes you feel. Yeah, you're always sitting yeah. next to him. Yeah. <laughs> Jealous. No, Jealousy. no. Jealous? you wish. <laughs> Is that why you you're like sitting that. close to him? Like, that's, that's like normally, normally you're closer to me. See, like today, I told you, you he nor- was gonna. I mean, yeah, normally you are. Normally, her leg is touching my leg. Well, I have more space. I'm not touching anybody's I, leg. I know, I know. Like, well, so so today. What's Shane? Wow. What's Shane? So you could talk about, um, you know, dating my cousin, but I can't not First sit all, right she's next so to you. Pretty though. <laughs> I know. But what, what I'm saying is, right no, 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 no. But what I'm saying right is that I can't sit right. Like, I need wait, to sit wait, right wait. next to you. Can we talk about these seats oh again? Because I, I, I feel like this whole show, I've just been sliding down until <laughs> so I get to the edge. last time I had to put something, like, under. That's what I asked you. I yeah. said, are you sliding? Because I wanted to help I, I you. But you didn't say anything. I am. I'm, yeah. trying, I'm just going to deal with it. I'm just going like, to keep pushing myself back <laughs> well, in the chair. I'm good to go. You're well, working out your um. So you know, you know how in the beginning of the show I said this episode is sponsored by, to the day I say this episode is sponsored by, Alchemy Road. Can we say Alchemy Road and Aries Entertainment? What if we do I mean, a we can. Let's I mean, do a twofer. I mean, we could. 
so I could even put my logo right there. It's like so, yeah. In, you guys know this podcast. I'm very one. I'm very consistent. I'm number one podcast out here in the AV. I can. I'm. I will gladly put somebody else's logo up here, and through the whole show, if you sponsor it. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, in my sponsorship, I will just buy you new chairs. <laughs> It'll be a big old fat logo on the chair. But nobody's going to see it, though. That's okay. I'll know. All right, I'm with that. Not all things about everybody else knowing. Sometimes cool. it's just about you personally and you knowing. you know what? I will be happy to accept that. All right, cool. That way, every time you have a guest on there, you're like, dude, where do you get these chairs? They're amazing. I'll come wrong. Right. <laughs> Actually, no, I, need to do, I need to do the I same got thing this on camera, bar. right? I need to do the same thing. All the chairs need to be replaced. Oh yeah, because your your black ones, he got red and black chairs. The black ones, everybody slide down. Yeah. You, you can see people always switching out the chairs. <laughs> so if you get up and you on a red chair, your red chair is gonna be gone. My thing is the wobbly ones. Like it's like the okay. So those chairs are that they swivel. There's a bearing underneath. I'm not sure. Mm. There's gotta be a way to fix them, but mm-hmm. I'm too lazy to do that. But yeah. um, some of them like wobble. Oh. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, this chair's gotta go. <laughs> Done with this one. Yeah, but I leave my chair. That's funny. He's all. Picking on yours because you started picking on him. I know. <laughs> Mine are still more comfortable. They have padding. They are. Again, when I get some sponsors. I don't know. I feel like I'm getting used to them I am, now. Mike, like in the, I am on a budget your, your too. Butt just has to get used to it. I got you. It. I'm just teasing you. I'm not, I don't make the money that I used to doing TV shows. I, I start this this whole thing for me is a whole nother career move that I made. Okay. And so let's talk, about, let's talk about you for a minute. Oh, well, go ahead. Why did you stop doing TV shows? Because after the pandemic. Um, I I really got into the mindset of, you know what, Um, I'm older now, like I made a lot of money, I've had great success on all the shows that I made, Um, but I wanted to do something more meaningful and purpose. I was at that point in my life where I didn't want to chase money, I didn't want to chase the fame, because I I grew up in entertainment, Yeah, like, so I I didn't want to chase that no more, like, it it didn't have no meaning, it wasn't fulfilling for me. It wears you down a little bit too, because obviously I've done the same thing, and I... I got to a point in 2020 when the pandemic hit that I was going to shift to. That's why I think I said to you earlier, I went to a Secret Service Academy for a little while. I did stuff in law enforcement. I went to school and got a degree in criminology. The pandemic, I signed up for school. In 15 months, I got another degree. Wow. And I haven't done anything with it yet. But (laughs) right out of school, I applied for CDCR, which is California Department of Corrections. And I applied what I did in school, my main my main subject in school was um, the treatment of mental health issues in these facilities, in right, correctional yeah. facilities. And they were starting this this thing where they were going to hire like 20, 20 people for each facility that helped with inmates that had uh, mental health issues or addiction issues. And that's what I was getting into. That's what oh, my that's, that's what my facet was for school. That's what I got my major in was was. Uh, mental illness for inmates oh. and so i was going to do that funny enough apply for cdcr been through the process for a whole year and i bought a bar and i don't even know how that all happened but right, right. now i'm like okay i'm probably going to end up shifting more back that direction because i think as a peace officer you can't own a bar so right. i don't know how that all goes yet mm-hmm. but i uh i really do advocate advocate for the help of those yeah. inmates because yeah. people don't realize that they shut down all the the uh, psychiatric facilities for inmates because of 
harmful practices and whatever not. Wow. But now, now they're all in general pop- population of mm-hmm. of jails and prisons, I think, and mm-hmm. they're 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 just resetivating. They're constantly staying in because they're constantly getting in trouble because they're not getting treated, and there's just not enough treatment. I think not. you, I just, I think you can still um, advocate for them and own your bar. I think so too. And like do really great things, like do fundraisers and partner up with some of these yeah. mental health um, foundations out here, yeah. and like really do some big things to help. Yeah. So I actually used to uh, be part of the prison ministry. And oh, really? Yeah. Ministry. Yeah. Um, I thought I, he was going to say something. Else. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went to I went to a couple <laughs> jails. Um, this was in Orange County. Um, it was a while ago, like ten years ago. Are you comparing and, like AV? Jails to Orange County jails. Did I say that? I don't know. This man, I don't are you know. Keep taking are you that I, jealous? I know because every time you how say many, Orange wait, County, wait, wait, wait. How many <laughs> jails are in the AV? He said jails, right? like, plural. <laughs> one. I think there's only one. It's actually a prison, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I um, I loved it. It was yeah. It's something that I'm actually really fascinated by. And I was talking to one of our classmates, Termico, mm. about it because she works with um, like domestic violence survivors. But I told her, I said, do you, did you, because I thought I heard it, or maybe I was just, you know, thinking about it a lot. Um, I said, do you, do you do your workshop with um, the people that are abused or like the abusers um, or, or offenders, I guess, whatever you want to call them. And she said, no, I was with the, you know, the survivors, but that sounds like a good idea. And I was like, yeah, I mean, they really need it, you know, because yeah. think about it, like they're the ones that are going to, you know, can continue do it again exactly how do you there's got to be an that's why i said there has to be an answer to really reestablish somebody or i mean especially certain cases like Mm -hmm. there's got to be a way to help them yeah you know what i mean because what happens is they get thrown back into society exactly with the same issues and it never gets checked and then Mm -hmm. they have problems over and over yeah so So i i was i was telling her i was like yeah you know you should really like please like look into it, please like do it. And so, I mean, I definitely want to follow up with her and I really want to work, um, get back into it. And I was looking, um, for it, like something, if they do it out here, but I couldn't really find it. And also like we were in the class and doing so much, but yeah, it's something that is definitely. Well, and and as far as like addiction issues and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, to answer something that you, you brought up earlier, we do do a little, a little bit of thing. Like, um, I have a, brother-in-law who advocates for treatment she, he's a you know former addict and he's been sober for a certain amount of years and now he's doing big things in the community of addiction and issues like that so he actually on i think it's tuesdays and saturdays right now he does a big book study at alchemy row in the back obviously no alcohol it we're closed so he does a big book study for people so with addiction cool. issues at, so our, like rest, at our bar like AA? Yeah, he does a lot of stuff for AA, and I don't know what the whole big book okay. thing because it's I, when I've you really get when you really get into AA, you'll mm-hmm. find out that there's a big side of it of people that are really into it mm-hmm. um, that study on a constant basis, and I, they are um, it's it's kind of spiritual yeah. in a way. So yeah, that's what is. that big book study is is oh. um, you know changing trends and and. And reading stuff and researching stuff that helps build better practices for their mm-hmm. issues from before. Yeah, and he's doing he's doing a lot of big things. Like he's doing big events in in the community uh, with mayor and different things where they they're they're advocating for that help. You know what I mean? So I know they have something coming up soon, and I'm not sure the date exactly, but it's um they're doing something to help. They're doing some kind of outreach program to help kids develop. 
and establish so themselves cool. before they get to that point yeah. of, you know, adulthood. Like prevent. They, yeah. Preventative. preventative stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that's really big right now. Yeah. They're doing something with because professional fighters and yeah, it's, they're it's saying cool. that it's really, it's like a lot um, easier, I guess, to prevent than to treat. Yes. So, um, yeah, that's really big right now. There's a lot of like programs and people really trying to push that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. It's good. It's yeah. it's definitely needed. And that was what my whole thesis was at the end of my school. That's this this cool. last one was all on just, you know, mental health issues being really unchecked throughout our entire nation. Not just in inmates or whatever, but just I mean right. all over the world. It's crazy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what what um what is your future plans for that as far as like Alchemy Row or Aries Entertainment um, to get involved in that space? Um, I, I'm not sure exactly, but I know, I know. So my wife does, um, she has a little organization called Thanks Love. So we do a lot of stuff in the community already, which I think we're going to go in the same direction with it at some point. But um, like even as a now like homeless which is a bit riddled with mental illness, obviously we, we do a lot of stuff for, on Thanksgiving and um, Christmas where we do, we provide meals, bags, and, you know, uh, basically blankets, all that kind of stuff, like for that community, yeah, yeah, necessities basically. Mm -hmm. And we've been doing that for years. So we know that this next year, which we couldn't do it this year, we wanted to do a lot more this year, but we couldn't, but next year we're really going to push to do more things Mm -hmm. during those months, during that time. And, um, she's really going to try to grow, her little program through our program. So really what you'll see more is thanks love, but it'll all be attached. You know what I mean? Cool. Said, thanks love. Yeah. That's the name of my wife's little community thing that she does where she, like you know, helps that's out cool. and helps people with those type of issues. Um, like I said, we haven't had a set plan yet, but I know sometime in the middle of this, of this year, mm-hmm. we're going to work on some stuff to grow that. You didn't bring us nothing to drink. Okay, I was just looking for yours. Bar. I was like, Look, "How come you're?" What was the first thing you said to me? What was the first thing you said? You know, normally our it. guests they actually bring us like like when someone bakes cookies or something, they bring us some cookies, some samples and stuff. I thought Mike was gonna bring a bottle or something. <laughs> I, I brought you an energy <laughs> drink. Did you? No, no. <laughs> but but the first thing the first thing Mike said to me when I got here is that you look like you just woke up, which is not even true. I just I just look you like did. this. I just, I no, he has sunglasses on and shit, and it's like, damn, dude, like he didn't want nobody to see his eyes. Yeah, I felt a little beat up today. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Same. I did. Yeah. I, I did. The late night thing gets to me, and I got, I got a little kid running around the house screaming. You know what's funny? There's I no sleep up. in my house. Yeah, I woke up today, and I was like, why do I feel hungover? Like I didn't even get drunk. Like I wasn't even drinking. <laughs> I don't drink. So I'm I did. like, I don't even know why. I did. Yeah. I own a bar. And I don't. You got really drunk drink. last night. I didn't say I get drunk. Oh, I, started, okay. I started drinking last night. Did you? By yourself? Well, because you didn't want to come over. You didn't. That's messed up. I mean, you didn't ask me to go over. I, mean, I shouldn't have to ask you. Yeah, well. Was it mine? I, I just need to know. Yeah, right? No, because we, was, we had class all day. And then after that, we had a meeting. That was something about we was at, at Thief and Barrels at, with Barbara. So mm-hmm. we had some wine over there mm-hmm. during our meeting. So I'm actually a little interested. I hate to cut you off, but mm-hmm. okay. you went to class. Right. Yeah. Went to school. What What exactly was that for? What do you mean? What was it for? What did you get your? The, what was oh, the eight month class for? Wow. Okay. Well, no, you said it earlier, oh, but okay. I want to know. Yeah, I want to know yeah. more about it's, it. It's yeah. um, it's, it's amazing. A, a, it's a certified 
certificate in applied positive psychology. So okay, yeah, okay. there's it's people. about your taking care of your well being. So you know, positive psych- psychology itself is just about um, the problem. They focus on the problem, right. you know, and all that. Positive psychology focuses on your well being, and because we understand that you're going to go through struggles every day, you're going to go through ups and downs, right? But yeah. it's how can you thrive through that and struggle well. So it focuses on what went well. So, for instance, if you had a bad day today, okay, we know you had a bad day today, right? But what actually went well today? Yeah, seeing, you, seeing the light. Yeah, and then you, so you start off with, like, the simple things. Well, you woke up. You had a bed to sleep in. You had a roof over your head. You had water to take a shower. Yeah. Like, so you get all these little jolts of joys, then you string them all together to where you're, you're struggling well. You know, and your problem seems to be shrinking down. Yeah. That makes to sense. put a different like perspective yeah. on it. Not like just that. that. I feel like it's also, I mean, what I took from it a lot is normalizing being normal. Right. You know, and it's like. Every- normalizing being normal. Yeah. yeah. Explain that. Yeah, so it's, it's like, enough. you know, everybody has those emotions. You're mad. You're oh, angry. Gotcha. You're upset. You're sad. And but people act like they don't or like you don't want to talk about it it's hush hush like no because i'm weak or it's going to show vulnerability or i don't yeah. want to talk about that or i'm ashamed i'm this I'm and that. it's weird because we're we talked about this the other day yeah we we were yeah. having this conversation yeah. how we're bred to be like that yeah depending on where, yeah. where you come from and uh, yeah. all kinds of different things right. sex whatever race whatever we're bred to do certain things and we don't even catch it and that's yeah. one of them is talk about our emotions and normalizing those issues yeah so and it's like we live in a world where it's like we're seeing these like little snippets on social media or movies where like that's becoming so popular right now and so we just take those moments and we're like oh that's how everything should be you know it's like or when you're struggling and you're having a hard hard time it's like oh you know it's like it's hard for people to go through those things but it's like that's normal you know and so it's like and and not only that it's like it's not going to be easy to get over things it's gonna be hard sometimes you know and and that's okay like and so that's what i say like it's it's normal like it is gonna be hard and you're gonna um need a lot of support it's gonna take a lot of work um and so it's like we learn it but then we also learn how to apply it so like and um the key pillar there's like pillars right there's six pillars um the perma it's not only positive emotions it's engagement so like what do you actually like doing yeah. You know, and like, what are you actually good at? Like, if you're going to be at a job and you're not applying your strengths, it's like, man, like not only number one, are you going to be miserable, but that company is going to fail. You're going to have problems because it's just not functional, you know? And so, and then the other one is relationships. So like, how do you engage with people? Are you honest? Are you a good friend? Are you caring? You know, are you really taking that person into consideration? Um, the other one's meaning. So like what's, uh, your meaning, your purpose and things like that. And a is accomplishment. So like you celebrate yourself, like be proud of yourself and even the bad things like, okay, I was addicted to whatever, or I got out of jail or whatever, but now I'm not. And it's like, you know, that that's your accomplishment though. Yeah, like, definitely. Hey, you know, and you just have to give yourself grace. Um, so yeah it's amazing it's really um like life-changing you're really able to just push back all of the the bs basically and just be like you know what that was something that happened or this is something that i'm going through and it's okay and you're like really transparent and vulnerable and able to talk about those things that's and cool yeah so i mean it was an eight month eight month course yeah and they, they taught us all these things like she said you know it's eight pillars and these are all the Six. things that we kind of 
I'm sorry, six pillars, yeah. And they, uh, eight is my favorite number. <laughs> and they teach us all these uh, different, you know, tools and skills. Um, they teach us about, you know, character strengths. Like, you know, these are, these are my five, five top character strengths, you know. We, have, we all have 24 character strengths, and we use all 24, but those are our, our top five. Okay. Right? Like, it's like the love language. Like, we have, all have five love like languages, yeah. and you use them all, but you have your top one, right? So it's, 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 a, it's a lot of stuff to, um, that we went through. It really focuses now. on being, like, self-aware. Yeah. yeah. You know, people, like, sometimes you forget about yourself, you know? I think, You're like, I think it's important for everybody yeah. to, to yeah. be self-aware, actually. And yeah. that's, like, the problem with mental illnesses is, like... Sometimes you're doing something for somebody else or you're just you like you don't even know yourself. You're like, what the what do I like? You know, like, yeah. what do I actually want to do? Is this something like that? I thought I had to do for my family. And what's, for what's, whoever? what's weird about that, actually, too, funny enough, is that you to, to sometimes to be self-aware and find mm-hmm. that out and find out that you're actually lost. Yeah. Something unfortunately cataclysmic has to happen mm-hmm. a lot of times and it, yeah. that sucks i wish that somebody could just go through a class so true. and see this yeah. and then become self-aware that way mm-hmm. but nine times out of ten yeah. the person doesn't become self-aware until mm-hmm. something cataclysmic happens because yeah. right. like even me a few years ago i went i was telling him earlier i went through something kind of rough relationship mm-hmm. stuff rough and business rough stuff and you know the pandemic shutting me down that all weighed on me and it took that for me to look back and be like I'm doing everything for everybody else. I stopped doing stuff for myself. I, I noticed I wasn't singing anymore. I wasn't playing sports anymore. Starting to become like a little bit out of shape, you know? And I changed all that through that self-awareness, but it yeah. took something big for me to, for, for me yeah. to get out of it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. just funny. Yeah, and so that's why it's like, it's a daily thing. One of the things that um, you learn in the beginning of the class is a um, tiny habit small habit and so it's something that you incorporate in your life that's easy but it's like it it's daily it's a daily thing you know yeah. and it's like it's not just going to be like oh a quick fix and whatever so it's something like just just um you have to like remind yourself yeah. sometimes yeah. you know like literally talk to yourself sometimes you're like dude you know because we forget sometimes yeah like, yeah so it's very yeah. amazing amazing course so it was offered by the city of palmdale oh, um, they, oh through the cool. city of yeah, yeah. so they just, um offered scholarships through it through the program yeah. um, so they, they're going so we was part of the second cohort class mm-hmm. um they're doing a third one in april and uh like even like the the new mayor of palmdale and the whole city council members was there at our graduation yesterday mm-hmm. and they're trying to secure um funds to do a fourth one okay yeah, and to they, do it in Spanish. Yeah. Oh, that's because awesome. Yeah. They they see the the impact that we're making, like from the yeah. first class to our class. <laughs> like not to change subjects. That's something I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Be able to speak fluent Spanish. Yeah. I don't know why. I just have always wanted to. <laughs> Me too. I think you mentioned that last time, <laughs> I think so. and I was like I Rosetta so. Stone. <laughs> I I've done them, and what happens is I learn a set things, and I'll never mm. forget them, which is funny. But I don't stay on it. Yeah. I don't know why. I know the same. Five to six Spanish words. I can I can enunciate <laughs> them perfect. It sounds good, but like it takes I, consistency. that's it. That's it. Yeah, and you it know does. what? You know how my parents learned um, 
the movies so they would put the subtitles in spanish and then they would start listening to the words and just practicing a lot like even a lot of people don't learn because they're like i I sound bad or like my accent or they're embarrassed but it's like dude just do it i I went through a phase where i was watching foreign films and i was doing the same thing but i don't pick up the info i don't know why i don't pick it up that way i think it's because they go too fast Mm -hmm. and i need it a little slower yeah but i couldn't pick it up and for a while for like a couple years i would watch nothing but Spanish films, but you know what, my my friend, um, he did that because he was moving to, um, I think, uh, Paris, and he wanted to learn French, mm-hmm. and um, for six months, like every time I went to his house, mm-hmm. all he had on TV was French stuff, See? radio. Yeah, yeah you got to engulf. You really have to engulf it down now it. on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang, I need to be using. I that. think you can. I need to be using that. Yeah. I, I, I used to love. Because I know for sure you could speed it up. One of my best friends is Costa Rican, and she was the one who gave me the idea to do the same thing. Yeah. But I just, I I look at it back at it now. I look back at it now, and I'm like. I actually did learn. Yeah. I just don't give myself credit for it. Yeah. And I also didn't continue. Yeah. And I didn't practice enough. You gotta practice. You know? And you have to have somebody to practice with. Yeah. You know, it's important. Well, yeah. you're in the AV and there's a lot of Latinos here. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm going to try. I'm telling you. In yeah. the next couple of years, you're like, do I would you speak Spanish? Be, I'd love to be fluent. That would be awesome. Order in Spanish, please. <laughs> I try. I try to talk. And That's what? I, I get all I get all nervous. nervous right? And, but you just got to push through it. Yeah. You have to. Like, Everybody has accents, and sometimes they sound attractive. So that's why, don't I, that's take why it, I only don't, date Latin don't be women. Embarrassed. But is that why? Yeah, but because I want them. I <laughs> want one to learn wanna, Spanish. <laughs> but they, they get scared. and They don't want to teach me because they want to cuss me out in Spanish. <laughs> oh yeah, they don't want you to know what they they're don't saying. Fuck saying. Yeah, my my second wife. <laughs> they're did like that. that's the only way I can release my anger. <laughs> no. But now I just listen for my name. Like I know what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. honestly, because of my second wife, I can understand it pretty well. She, no, yeah. no, I can understand what someone's saying, especially when they're talking about me. I can understand that fluently because she did that a lot. So I know when you're talking about me. <laughs> Sometimes. But anyways. Um, I've tested it. Are, are, I don't like you right now. You ready for these questions from your staff? Oh, oh you really did get questions from the staff? I thought you were joking. Are you, oh, oh, God. Okay, go ahead. Are you nervous? No. Well, what do I have to be nervous about? Well, who's your favorite bartender? Ooh, <laughs> I'm not answering that question. Yeah, Why? Can I say myself? <laughs> <laughs> I'm my favorite bartender. Hey, self-love is important. No, you know what? Um, <clears throat> I'll, be, I'll be honest. But don't be. Mm. No? You know I'm not editing. Mm. I don't want you to call me later on. Hey, Mike, don't put, uh, edit that I'm, out. My honesty shouldn't really offend anybody, though, because I will say if we were talking about who's the best bartender there, technically, in my opinion, I would say my wife is the best hands-down bartender. Do that. Hold on, there's a reason though. Hold on, hold on. There's a, there's a reason. <laughs> there's a bullshit ass answer. The reason why I say that is because <laughs> she has the the biggest combination of both. She has the biggest common. She has the biggest knowledge of the bar in the bar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nobody nobody knows more about bartending than her, and that is just purely the truth. Okay. Well, that's that's not even that's not even a lie. Then you have to to pick your best is who's the hardest worker, right? Mm. Who's the one who moves the most when she's back there and she's working, she works so hard. Mm. And then the combination of knowing, of knowing the most, I'm like, she has to win. Even I give her over okay, me. But your mm. wife can't be a part of this. Okay. So non white she's cause she's an owner. <laughs> is that why? Because he likes the drama. Look at him. I don't Ooh, know. Okay. 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 Let me ask you this. Let me ask up. you this. Next question. Who's, who's your favorite cook? 
Who is my favorite cook? This is these are loaded questions. Yeah, th- this doesn't sound like questions from the staff. This is just gonna get me upset. They will just wanted to fight. know who the favorite was. No, these are all my questions. I knew it. This is like a little kid. Am I your favorite? Like, this Am I your sound favorite? Like questions <laughs> from them. I'm just fucking with you, Mike. Do you want him to lose his staff or what? No, because I like I like them all. I'm my favorite cook. No, <laughs> as well. <laughs> No, honestly, no one. Uh, I did tell um, a few of them that you was gonna be on the show, and they was like, "Oh, really?" But they didn't. They didn't tell me actually nothing. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. They should have. That would have been funny, actually. I know. We would have had to edit it out. <laughs> no, I don't edit shit. But I do. I do. I do need because uh, we are about to run out of time in a minute. Um, I do need a uh, mic. Why are you touch my leg? I was accidentally See? kicked it. I think, Jeez. but I have, I have, I have a pretty good staff. They're pretty. Cool. No, you have an awesome staff, hundred percent. From cool. karaoke to to um, the road, you you have awesome staff. Yeah, they are good. Yeah, good. I like them. I like them. So, um, I do have a question for you. Like, I or oh, not a question. I need your mic drop. My mic drop. Yes. What do you mean by that? Explain that. Like, you want me to drop? I'm gonna start getting front? offended. Like, like people don't watch my Instagram. And then people don't watch them. Okay, phone. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, Clearly, you know what? I didn't you know see saying? this. Oh my god! I don't make it to the end of these podcasts oh, a lot of times. So you don't have the thing in one ear and like try to do the. Uh, nah, you could do that when you're trying to learn Spanish. Maybe that would work, right? Yeah, yeah. that's so see, a I, mic drop. Is this? Okay. Is when I take a snippet of something pretty. You know what a mic drop is. When, when yeah. someone says something dope, then it's mic I'm drop. in the industry. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So say something it's dope. Basically. Basically. So what you, do you want me to say something like, cool and walk like, off the stage? No. Is what you're saying? No, I don't want you to leave though. But I mean, I want <laughs> yes. you to say something cool. Knowing so. that these mics, you can't really drop because they're connected <laughs> yeah, I, to well, the thing. Do it. I'm on a budget. Like, it, please it's don't. It's like drop a my metaphorical mic drop. It's a metaphorically. Mic dropping makes me cringe. For real, in real life. Because of sound. Like okay, I have some bad experience, but. But first of all, wireless mics can't take a mic drop. Yeah. And all my right. stuff is wireless. Yeah. So that's that's bad. Um, I've had somebody tomahawk my microphone oh, wow. all the way across the stage one time, and it shattered in a piece. So I think dropping the dropping of, <laughs> of a mic just it makes He's me all technical. Like, feel iffy. Hey, you know where people got that from? Because mm-hmm. when celebrities do it, but people don't realize a lot of those celebrities that do it, they bring their own mics because they don't want nobody else's mic. There's a whole other side to it that bugs me about dropping a mic, though. You know, if you don't have, like, for instance, I don't have, like, a million-dollar system, right? So right. when you mm-hmm. you talk about, like, Netflix is special and someone drops a mic, right. right? Okay, well, they can get away with it because they have things to protect their system from the drop. Mm-hmm. Me, I do not. If you drop a mic, if I drop this microphone from the gr- from here to the ground right now, the feedback alone will mm-hmm. blow a speaker out. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. but people don't know that. Yeah. So that's why I right. cringe a little bit. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Like, I always do that anytime someone drops a mic. And then sometimes I think it's cool because it's funny, like the mm-hmm. way they do it. But, yeah. Okay, anyways. Okay. So, mic drop. Back to mic. So, <laughs> something that you <laughs> just mic drop. Something <laughs> that, that, that you want to give, whether it's an inspirational quote, something from Alchemy Road, something from Aries Entertainment, what you want to leave the people? Hmm. I, yeah, I wish I would have thought about this before I said anything, but... I think, I think um, I would love to leave the show with this statement, and that is to not be scared to follow your dreams and to follow them, just to do it. it sometimes just, just going after something will, even if it doesn't, even if you don't succeed, it's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay to fail. Just always fail mm-hmm. up. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if if you went for something, when you if it doesn't work out, when you walk away, say I went for. 
Right. And I that's the that. one thing that I want. I would love to leave all people because that's the big thing that I would say I've done in life is that I just I went for it and it didn't always. It did not always work out. But that, a lot of that's, times it's not. That's one. I love what you said about fill mm-hmm. up, and two, um, that's the important part. You you did it. You you tried. He's gonna steal yeah. that because me, it, by the way, at the end of the, at the end of the day, a lot of the stuff you do in life is trivial. You know, it really is, but. If you can look back at what you did and said, man, I lived it, though. I did it. I tried everything I could. And I, I will say I've tried a lot of things that not succeeded, and I've tried some things that have succeeded. Yeah. So you have to do that. That is, that is part of living, yeah. you know. And that's, that's a, a fighter mentality, too. So I really do believe in that. I love it. I love Where do it. you fight at? Or you don't do it anymore? No, I still, I still do. I, I have taken quite a bit of a break now. But um, I trained at SoCal Fight Factory for over a decade. Keys to the gym, taught kids, um, taught adult beginners, and even fought multiple times in smokers and amateur stuff. And cool. Yeah, I love that. I love I love the whole sport because that's what the whole thing is about. Like, yeah. I oh. mean, you're going to win and lose. Yeah. You're gonna, you, there's no way you can be in a sport like that and not get hurt, not right. not lose a fight. I think you told me it's jujitsu, right? No, you I did. I did a lot of MMA, no? a lot of MMA, uh-huh. so a lot of all of it. But okay. A lot of boxing, a lot of Muay Thai, oh, okay. and a lot of grappling. Oh, cool, cool. So, a lot of everything. But I love nice. it. Still love it. Still shout out to SoCal. In fact, Joey, who's been on mm. your show, her boyfriend, yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, Jesse, he fought right. in the UFC. He, he was my he was one yeah. of my main sparring partners, training partners. Oh, okay. He's hurt me quite a bit. Broke my nose at least a couple times. Yeah. I've seen but some of his fights. That sounds like yeah. fun. I think I need to do that. You know what? Not necessarily getting competing wise, yeah. but I think all people Everybody mm-hmm. should learn how to defend themselves. Oh, yeah. Totally. And so, and it's important yeah. for so many reasons. One, just to help your overall yeah. health, but also mentally wise, yeah. it gives you a little confidence yeah. that you can protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that scared feeling goes away a little bit because, mm-hmm. you know, you, the world's crazy. Yeah. Anything right. can happen. But <laughs> when you have a little bit of that, it gives you a little bit of self-confidence and your body rewards you So you, you said that, that. They, train, they train kids there? Yeah. And um, like group you should classes see my kids or private? Um, they do both. It just depends. Okay. Um, I always suggest, especially for kids a certain age, you want they want to be over five for sure, but six, seven is a little bit better um, because they don't focus mm-hmm. Before at that. a certain age. Yeah. But um, it is the best thing for a kid. I think I'm and check it out. and what you should do, key. what you should do is put them in classes, just regular yeah. classes, no privates. Don't yeah. pay for privates. Wait yeah. until. They really want to compete or do mm-hmm. what they're doing. Then go out and there's amazing. My that gym that I go to is mm-hmm. the dumpiest mm-hmm. in the heart of the ghetto of Palmdale. But the truth is, is I mean there is a world renowned uh, Muay Thai instructor there named Pan. That's like oh, five okay. foot ten. There's oh. four black belt jujitsu artists in there, and there's multiple professional fighters that go, and I'm they do these classes. It and right. it's, it's the, to me, it's the best little gym in town, as far as that is concerned. But those are always the best gyms. They are, they really are, right? Yeah. They really are. It's great. Very cool. So, what's your mic up? Ooh. I already, I always do one. You go first. Well, you gotta do one every, hello, are you not a part of this show? Do you I don't know remember I'm, doing it every single oh time. God. I think you forget. It is hard getting hard help, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to say anything about that. Is that your mic Because then you're going to regret it. Is that it. your mic drop? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say anything. You know anything. what? <laughs> um, be careful. Like, think about what you say before you say it. Boom. Boom. Especially you, Mike. 
That goes two ways. Remember, you're between two mics. Is who, that, yeah, who am I talking about? Which mic are you talking to? I know you're looking at me, but are you really, like, who are you talking about? Um, you know who I'm talking about. Come on, but, um, come on. I, I you would just say graduated that, yeah. positive psychology no, class. I know. I'm just, I'm eight just months. I'm just Give me something. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> Give me something. Clearly. You know, you're cranky. You haven't eaten, huh? I haven't. You I, need a I knew it. I was like, day. dude, he is so cranky right dude, now. I'm not cranky. You Earlier today, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Earlier today, when she called me, I was like, hey, what's up? You was like, oh, you in a great mood. Exactly. Yeah. So how those are my favorite because, commercials. Have you seen those Snickers because commercials? Because it's rare. <laughs> Have you seen the Snicker commercials? Yeah. Those are my favorite commercials. They're awesome. Where they're like, uh, it's like a group of four Hungry? people sitting in a car. Oh, and oh. like, it's like Aretha Franklin yeah, in the yeah. back. And they're like, Steve, oh, yeah. eat a Snickers. You're yeah. being a diva. And right. then he eats the Snickers and it's not, it's oh, yeah, their yeah. buddy. Yeah. I love those. Those are my favorite. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, it was something that I said in, in class yesterday. Oh, my God. Can I say this real quick? Hold on. Pause. You're <laughs> like, such a jerk. So, no, Don't no, even. no, 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 Hold on, hold on. Dude, so we had, we had, our class was like maybe 32, 33 people, right? Mm -hmm. So at the end. Uh, I think uh, we're out of time. At, no, we're not. <laughs> at the <laughs> end, button. at the end, you know, that we all got our, our certificates, right? And we all had to, you know, say a little something, right? And everybody kept their thing to like like a minute or two, right? <laughs> this is Tanya. When it came to Tanya, this is Tanya. Okay, y'all, I, I wrote a little something, right? <laughs> Tanya wrote the longest fucking speech. It was. <laughs> Wait, okay. but, but but hold on, real quick. I have a question. Was it was there was there a part in it where you were like it was awkward? It was too long. Was there ever a part in it where you're just like, oh my god? I don't <laughs> Hurry up, time oh, get it out. Yeah, did you did you, did you want to jump I, out? I'm like, stop. I mean, I looked at her and, and I was like, oh wow, she's. Like, I mean, everything she said was amazing. Okay, right? so then she was spot on. And you no, you're right, right. But it, it was just long. Even even like Lewis was like, yeah, that was just a, a little something. <laughs> <laughs> and look, and she was on her phone just scrolling. And this is, but this is why I wrote something because I did. Everybody was talking. They were supposed to present uh, their project, their right. community project, whatever. And so everybody kind of had their own. But I did one on my own. And so I didn't know if he was going to ask me to speak or not because I wasn't like, sure, right? So I was like, well, I guess Tanya I did four projects. She's an overachiever. <laughs> three. <laughs> or three. And so um, I was like, just in case, you know, I guess. Like, I'm not sure. I didn't really feel like asking him or clarifying. Wait, can I, I ask you, when did you write that? Because you didn't write that The day that before shit. yesterday. Okay, I about to say you didn't write it that yesterday. Yeah, the day before yesterday, and mm -hmm. then I like reread it two times after that, and then I was like, I gotta like fix this. And I'm not like the best. <laughs> so ninety percent of Aries Entertainment's private gigs <laughs> are weddings. You know how many people do those awkward speeches? That's all yeah. I can think about right now. Like yeah. that uncle that gets up and says something, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh you know, my it wasn't God. even that long. It was. It was. Long. I timed it. It was four minutes. Okay, compared to everybody else. Yeah, but that's because everybody didn't wasn't prepared. Everybody else is like thirty seconds a minute, the most. Yeah, whatever. You should dude. you should answer calls on your podcast, right? That'd be funny. Yeah. No, we, you ever take I, callers? No, um, no, I, I didn't. Um, we have a number, and I want to do that eventually. But you know, no, the only thing that that I got nervous about is because everybody kind of knows she's my co-host now, or she's the. I want. I don't want to use the word co-host no more. Like you, well, I guess it is co-host, but your host. Anyways, I was like, "Damn, do I gotta fucking write a speech?" Like, <laughs> I was like, "I gotta top that." Like, 
Is anybody going? Is anybody going to expect that from me? He just said I was like, damn. He was like, I can't go. Are they going to? But you know what? You know what was funny though? When it came to me, I noticed everybody took out their phone and did this. Everybody. Why? No, it was. Oh, Mike, I'm kind of a big deal. Everybody was recording other people anyway. (laughs) You have many leather-bound books. There were people recording throughout the whole thing. No, there was, but most, more, more. So do you have like many, do you have like many leather-bound books? Does your apartment smell of rich mahogany? (laughs) You stupid. (laughs) You said you were a big deal. I was just making sure. I am kind of a big deal. I mean, everywhere I go. Everywhere you go. She she always like. Damn, you know you. Listen, here's the truth, Mike. You are yeah, big you are a big, big deal. deal. You are yeah. a big deal. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't, I don't yeah. you really are. I mean, I mean, you know, they just said director of the year, you know. No, but I think that I kind of froze because I was like, I don't know what to say. But I wrote something down yesterday. I was like, so let me just, you know, and I was like maybe like the fifth person that went or so. So I didn't know everybody else was gonna be so short after, not my fault. But um nah, you, did you know good. what's funny though? The you person that went after me, they were like, everything she said <laughs> Hey, everything she said. Everything she, she was said. Spot on. Yeah. Spot on. What she said. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, and it's perfect because I got to go. <laughs> so, um, right. so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Your mic should, <laughs> drop should be easy. Take something out from what you said. Uh, what Say is, what you said. What is, <laughs> Dude, um, my friend does that all day. Really? And, and my, mind, you, mind you, we are on time. Limit here. So, um, no, minutes. I will just say that. One of the things that I loved um, that I took away from the course was um, that I am only in control of myself. And so what that means is, you know, you when things happen to you, you know, in life, if it has something to do with somebody else or it's a situation, um, you just kind of have to think about you can't control other people, but you can control yourself. You know how you react, what you do. Um, your mentality, um, you know, be graceful, be kind, not just to yourself, but to others, you know, and a lot of people hold grudges. Um, they can't forgive or they treat people badly because they hurt. And so you have to like, um, make them feel as bad as you do. And, you know, I think that that's just sad, you know, and it's like, let's not live in a world where we keep, uh, hurting each other. Let's kind of, let's break the cycle. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Really do love that. Thank you for keeping another thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. You're welcome. Are you flipping me off? <laughs> no, what are you talking about? Yeah, roll up your sleeve. Wait, no, so, doing nothing. so what's your mic drop, Mike? <laughs> Why does everybody always oh, ask me see? that? Yeah, where's so yours? I, Let, yeah. I mean, you're making everybody else mic drop. I mean, I, exactly. I do one all the time, but okay. all right, let's I go feel on. like you guys don't. I haven't heard yours before. Um, so. Aren't you on the show? We do one. Are you time. brand new or what? I got mine written down. So. Oh, born? dang. Oh, so you oh, wrote something. Prepared. Born, yeah. no, actually, that's not even I did, That's I, cheating. You gotta, I, did not, I did not write anything for this one. I normally do, but I didn't for this See, one. See, he's always prepared. And Except like, for when I come on the yeah, show. Yeah, no, apparently. he does it to me all the time. I'm like, <clears throat> go ahead. You're making me nervous now. Don't Good. be nervous. Good. Oh, damn, we out of time. Oh, <sighs> that sucks. Don't be <laughs> a... You know what? We'll, we'll add some extra time. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> now, uh, I actually, my my drop is um, I want to kind of piggyback back off what you were saying um, to just be patient and consistent on what you do in life, uh, whatever you chose to do in life. Um, the one thing that I learned in our, our course was because there was a time that I wanted to give up because it was eight months and it was a long eight months. And um I, I almost gave up 
but I, I, I had to be consistent with it. Um, I had to have patience with it. Um, even like with this show, like, um, and this is something I kind of wanted to say, um, and I was going to do a thing about it and I still am, but Spotify does this thing every year called, um, wrapped and it kind of gives you, uh, analyst, 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 no, analyst, um, oh my God, I'm fucking up. <laughs> this is the word. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. I'm sorry. Um, analytics. <laughs> analytics. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See, see, you're, you're, I stopped you're, listening. You're, look, like your degrees are coming away. in handy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Spotify does this thing called rap, and they give you your analytics of your show of the past year, right? And a lot of people always ask me, you know, how the show doing and how you know um, can it be profitable. I think you asked me that as well. Yeah. And you really do have to be consistent, stay consistent, and have patience with it. And what I've learned over the past year from these analytics is that my show grew uh, about three hundred and fifty percent, and I'm I'm amazed at that. But that's because I stuck with it. Every Friday I do a show. Right. Um, I'm approaching my hundredth episode. And it, it reminded me of what Gary Vee always talks about when people start a podcast between the fourth and the eighth episode, they're always, they always give up because they don't see the numbers, yeah. you know, and it doesn't like we all start at zero followers, yeah. right? but you got to stay consistent and you got to build that, that, that community and following uh, and just have patience. It will happen as long as you stay consistent and you have patience at some point you're going to scale. Yeah. Right. So that that's my mic drop is just stay consistent and stick with your dreams, stick with your belief. Way over thirty seconds. Like probably as long as my speech. You you just interrupted my mic drop. Sorry. I thought you were done. No, I wasn't. I thought you were done. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Stay consistent. Stay patient. At some point your dream will come true and they will you will see the results. Yeah. As long as you stay consistent and patient, you will stay. To, you will see results. Yeah, Hard work I, always pays off. Yeah. So, hundred percent, I believe in that. I believe in that. I told you he was going to steal your <laughs> your quote. He he, he, he jumped on. He piggybacked. It's okay. Yeah. I said I was going to piggyback. Don't hate on me. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh I hate. I'm just playing. I love that. <laughs> I'm not going to say that no more. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we are out of time, man. Mike, I appreciate you, bro. Um, congratulations on the success of Alchemy Row. Thank you and so Aries much. Entertainment. I didn't realize you was doing it that long. Like I didn't, I didn't know that backstory. So thank you for sharing your story. Uh, thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for keeping a um, community place alive. I know a lot of people would really appreciate it. Thank you for being the man that you are. Um, I appreciate you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad over the last, you know. Um, year that I've gotten to know you. You actually are pretty cool, dude. I appreciate that. And I feel the same. And, and thank yeah. you guys for letting me come on. Yeah, this was so fun. Too. Like I said, I used to do one and I, I forget how, how fun they are. Yeah, right. They're awesome. Yeah. It's it. even fun when we have we're sponsorships. We're pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And we're, we're <laughs> going to talk about sponsorship and like, you know, how many pennies I'm going to pay and all that stuff. <laughs> how many what? You going to pay? Pennies. Pennies. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but thank you for coming yeah, on, man. We truly appreciate it. Thank you guys man. for having me so much. I really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for all the drinks. Yeah. But, uh, um, Trader, you Trader make pretty Vicks. good drinks. Yeah. I, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Not that bad. I think, oh, wait, can really I, I do got to ask a question. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know if it's going to sound perverted on the show, but who the fuck came up with wet pussy? It's a drink, you guys, and it's amazing. I don't know who came Who came up with that I, name. I, I don't know. Or who came up with just, the drink? Just every, like, 
drinks have always been named dirty stuff. It just happens. <laughs> hey, have you re- have you done the that Mexican thing that we the Mexican were like, candy? Whatever we were yes. drinking that yeah. day, have you kept doing it? Or uh, no? Mike made me do it the next day two times. Now, yeah, I'd have to remember. I know. So good. Oh yeah, it I was like a mix. I remember what it's in. It's, yeah. it's basically both Mexican candy and that yeah. together. Yeah. I don't even like saying the name. We talked about. This. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like saying the direct like name. The wet, wet pussy. Yeah, I just feel. I don't, I don't like that word either. Actually. Yeah, yeah. My wife hates that word. Yeah. Like, well, who named it? Yeah. I, it wasn't me. That's for sure. Well, it's a nice drink. Like I'd rather use the. The other word. Oh my god, you guys watering Which down one? the fucking crotch. drinks. Crotch. crotch. Wet okay. crotch. Sounds that doesn't even better. sound sexy. Better than the other one. It doesn't sound sexy. I just don't like the word. The other word. I like how nobody answers my phone calls when I call them, but then they all call me when I'm doing something. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Alright. Alright. Hey. Anyways, thank you, Tanya. Thank you. For your Celebration tonight at Alchemy. Come what? out to Alchemy. I am going to be there tonight. Alright. I'm 100% going to be there. I'll be there. We might be there. I'll be there with my bar rag on. Oh, wait. I take that back. Mel's coming tonight. She might, yeah. I mean, we might go. Yeah. Please, I'm going to be please. I'm going to yeah. be. Look, Definitely I'm going to be honest no. with you. I'm going to be wherever Mel's going. I'm going to be wherever Mel's <laughs> Actually, let's all go wherever Mel's going. In fact, even if it's not at my bar, I'll just leave. I'll just uh, leave. Yeah. Just let me know where right. you guys are at. All right. We out of here. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thank you.